I invite you now to give attention to Luke as he shares with us this very familiar story and the one we have longed to hear. It is the story of Christ's birth as the Gospel of Luke portrays it. Listen for the wonder. Listen for the truth. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world was to be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. She gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, the shepherds were living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who had heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Luke. Join with me in a word of prayer. Christ, if tonight's story could only be so clear in our hearts, so clear in our minds, and so revealed in our actions, that this story would be one that we would tell every day by the way we live, by the hope, and by the courage, and by the joy with which we live. May it be so in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. 
So Christmas begins with a decree. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus. You can hear Linus saying it, can't you? In those days. Yeah, what about those days? You know, those days so long ago that Emperor Augustus could sit in his small little palace and make a decree before there was radio or television or internet or Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter or whatever else and say, I would like to get everyone under my reign to go do the same thing. And they did it in those days. Can you imagine what it would take today for a decree to come out of Washington or Lansing or even the village council office to get everybody to do the same thing? To get out even to the hinterlands where people like Joseph and Mary would get up and travel the 70 miles as a bird flies, 90 miles by road, to get to the hometown of Bethlehem. We are clearly living in different times. What would it take you to have to get up and go to the home place? Well, some of you are actually doing that tonight, right? For some of us, it would take more than a holiday. What if we were given the incentive of, I don't know, go home and collect $10,000? I'll go. Or go home and we'll guarantee the Lions beat the Cowboys on Monday night. I'll go. Well, the story seems to tell us tonight that Christmas begins with a decree. So I'm asking the question tonight, what is yours? What decree was necessary for your Christmas to happen this year? In those days, a decree went out from your parents that you will be home for Christmas. In those days, a decree went out from your children what they better expect from Santa under the tree for Christmas to occur. In those days, a decree went out from work that before you have any holiday joy, you better meet these deadlines. In those days, a decree went out from medical tests some making this a season of joy and some a season of anxiety. In those days, a decree went out that before the next 24 hours are done, you'll have to make these many trips to these different houses, eat these many Christmas cookies, these many different meals before you're done. Before this service, I saw someone come in to worship. I was actually surprised to see her because I... We talked. I didn't expect he'd make this service. And I said, oh, you're here. And he said, yeah. He said, my mother-in-law came early. (laughs) I assume that means they were able to come to church together, or maybe she's at the house and he's here. I didn't ask. (laughs) There are all kinds of decrees that we live with that help set in motion this night, this season this Christmas we're soon to enter into. And all these decrees we jump through, we jump to, we make. And they all affect the way in which we enter into Christmas. Either we see these decrees as invitations of, yes, 
we get asked, or, oh my God, we've got to add that to the list. What decree is starting your Christmas off this year? Because we know that Christmas begins with a decree. And yet the story also tells us that the decree that sets Christmas in motion is not the final word. Augustus thought that he had the power, that he was the central player in the story, that he could make what needed to happen, happen. But Luke tells us that the decrees that oftentimes start Christmas are not what really make Christmas happen. There is only one decree that does that. And the good news for us is this Christmas, we are not dependent on anyone else's decree for this Christmas to occur except for the one that comes next in the story. And there they were sitting out in the field by their flocks. And all of a sudden, a host of angels appeared and the decree from God was given. Do not be afraid. For see, I'm bringing you good news of a great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, Bethlehem, who is the Messiah, the Lord. You've heard the story before. You know it. But have you heard it the way in which God might be giving it to you tonight? There's one slight word I would change. Do not be afraid, for see, I'm bringing you good news of a great joy for all the people, because to me is born this day in the city of David. Because to you, not a generic grouping of shepherds out in the field or the generations of Christians who've come along since, but to you tonight there is born. And no matter what other decree got you to this place, to this night, to this situation in your life, here's the decree that matters, because unto you, is born this night. The good news of this Christmas night, the reason we wanted to be here, the reason we needed to be here is because we need to stop for a moment amidst all the pressures, all the decrees that are put upon us and that we are proclaiming ourselves and to lay them down to get face to face with the only decree that really matters. Tonight, God is with you. Emmanuel. And that truth trumps every other decree. Whether or not your season is a season of anxiety or joy, whether or not you came here because you needed Christmas or you came here dragged, not even sure that Christmas is a real gig. The good news is, unto you a child is born tonight. Christmas will come, that's the decree. That's the good news. I can't even mess it up with a lousy sermon. Christmas will come. Whatever you've done to not live the perfect Christmas Eve, you can't screw it up because tonight this child is going to be born. And isn't that good news? Now, having said that, we'll still have to decide to accept it, right? And you and I both know that we have the ability to not accept it. We've done that in the past year, maybe once or twice. Tonight, you get a choice. 
Listen for the, listen. Listen for the decree that God is giving you. Are you a little bit tired of the ones others are giving you? Or tired of the ones you've been giving with no result? Listen. Of course, to listen to something means that oftentimes we have to quit listening to something else. I don't know about you, but I have had people say to me things like, would you turn down the TV? I'm talking to you. I want you to look at me when I'm talking to you. I want to make sure you hear me. I want you to quit listening to what that person's telling you. I want you to listen to what I'm telling you. Am I the only one who's ever heard these phrases before? For us to hear the decree of God tonight, it may in fact be necessary for us to turn our eyes to God. It may be necessary for us to take our attention off of other things. And for a few moments, put it on the one that makes this night possible. Unto you is born this night. God. You need to look for Christmas. You made it here tonight, and I'm really proud of you for doing that. I'm not, I'm not just being silly. I mean, I am. I mean, the reality is, it's work to get here on Christmas Eve. Can I get an amen? It makes intentional decisions to get here. You came looking because Christmas is worth looking for. You know, the ad commercial, the ad campaign going on, you maybe, should I stay or should I go, right? You know that one? You answered, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and see if, in fact, the baby has come. And I've had to do that over and over again in this past year because where I am, I'm not seeing it. So I have to get up off my chair out of my boredom, out of my cynicism, out of my anger, out of my frustration, out of get up and go where God is, where God is moving for me to discover that, in fact, yes, the child is born, it's real. can't sit back. And we have to finally receive this child tonight. Well, if you want Christmas to come, you have to receive it. You can go through the next few days and do whatever you want and not let it be Christmas. But if you want Christmas, you've got to pick up the child wherever you are. And some of you aren't in a place right now where you're really excited about doing that. Maybe it's hard for you to do that. I've been walking with a lot of folks lately who've been going through an awful lot of stuff. And their arms are weary and their souls are tired. And I just want to ask you to let things go so you can pick up the thing that matters. Because tonight Christ will come to you wherever you are. Tonight... Two of the people I love the most in the world are where they are not normally on Christmas Eve. Kay and Brian and I have been best friends since, well, 40 years ago. Kay is a fantastic musician. Organist, composer, singer. She can tear up a piano in an ice cream parlor in Ann Arbor, or she can make an organ and glory to God. And every Christmas Eve, like me for the last years, 
She's been at a bench playing and bringing glory to God. And Brian, well, he chose my path. And so every Christmas Eve, he is where preachers want to be on Christmas Eve, preaching the Word, standing in front of his people. You work for it. You point to it. you got to be there. Tonight they're not there. Wednesday, Kay was practicing for Christmas Eve. Everyone else had left the church. We, a lot of times, lock organists up in the church by themselves. It's best to lock them up in the building by themselves, we've found. Just let them do their thing. (laughs) Sitting there on the bench. And she didn't come home when she's supposed to. Brian called, but, you know, organists, preachers, they didn't ever get home when they're supposed to. It wasn't until 11 o'clock that night that Brian got into the church to find out she'd had a stroke. So tonight, Kay is in the hospital in Minnesota, and Brian's with her, because where would you be? They're not at Christmas Eve, and I don't know if everybody's live stream right now with us. They were going to try to watch a service tonight. I don't know if you're there or not. But I know wherever you are, unto you a child is born. It's a bizarre Christmas Eve. But unto them a child is born. What does that mean? It means that there's a God that is real in their life that can bring healing, bring strength, bring hope, build relationships, tear down walls of division, create harmony, create a community that will move forward and establish justice in the world. This is what Christmas is. And unto you, Brian and Kay, and each one of you in this place tonight, that child is born. It's a decree that God has made. And quite frankly, there's nothing you can do about it. So I do not know what decrees brought you here tonight. I don't know if you came in exhausted, anxious, ready, or dragged in kicking and screaming. Whatever got you here, here's the decree that you can walk out with. Unto you, tonight is born the real living God that can change not only your life, but the world around you. And that is the gift of Christmas. And that is the good news. And it's yours to pick up whenever you're ready to let go of the rest of the stuff that doesn't matter anyway. For all of you, For all of us tonight, let that be the decree that takes us into the tomorrow to come. Amen.